Hold Trouble's going down, baby. Welcome to today's episode of the Confidence in the Clutch podcast with Donald Nelson on the Confidence in the Clutch Network. I'm D-Nell, Dizzle, Deezy, Deezus, D-Z-D, Deezos, Don P, Don D, Don Rilla. Your host with Supreme Confidence. Put it on the t-shirt, man. Whether it's a bag, whether it's a game of basketball or the game of life, you got to have confidence in the clutch. Practice makes confidence. Pressure makes diamonds. Stay sucker free. Keep it a buck like Milwaukee. I am the IP. Stay walker. Get out. Go a ball or bust. You can't fit in when you're standing out. Last year was about branding. This one about expanding. Uh, colorism is dead. Black is black. Every disagreement is not a fight. You get to make the decisions, but you don't get to decide the consequences. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but not their own facts. No shine without the grind. I work for myself, so I guess I work for a boss. Urgh. You buy once you cry once you cheat creative content. Don't think the shit just cause you ain't the captain. If it doesn't fit, make it fit. Didn't reinvent the wheel. There's a better design. These did. It takes a village to raise a kid, but still could produce an idiot all black with a little bit of gold. Show y'all confidence in the clutch roll. Food for the spirit, confidence and control. Get your confidence together. Get your clutch together. Support your own American-born African with mass appeal. Listen to and follow the network on various platforms. Search confidence in the clutch. Confidenceintheclutch.podbean.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Click the bell for notification. New content when I drop. Follow, share, rate, and review. It's important. Follow us on X and Instagram at K and K. Visit us on Facebook at Confidence in the Clutch. Coming up, baby, today, we're going to talk about the Hip Hop 50, 50th anniversary of hip hop. I watched the show last night. It was amazing. I thought I was there. <laughs> For real. I thought I was there. Uh, new updates on Undisputed with Richard Sherman and what they're trying to do over there. And I want to talk about Hijack because I finally watched Hijack and we'll finish the season, man. It was it, it, it was it was a good show. It was a good show. You already know, like always, we bring you quality content with strong opinions and facts. The confidence in the clutch. We are fear more than love, but never hated y'all. You know why? Because the hate don't bother me, man. Come ride with me for a minute, man. The confidence starts right now, baby. Three, two, one. Confidence on three in the clutch on six. One, two, three. Confidence. Four, five, six. In the clutch. Confidence in the clutch. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? Welcome to episode 332 of the Confidence in the Clutch podcast with Donald Nelson on the Confidence in the Clutch Network. Click the bell for notifications, man. A new content when I drop. Energy up, y'all. Annie up, energy up. Get that food, man. My Adidas. Boom, 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 boom. Man, I'm just telling you, yo, hip hop 50, baby. Hip hop 50. August 11, 1973. Bronx. Come on now. Nothing, nothing need to be said. Just knowing the history, man, you know, hip hop has been a very important part of my life ever since shit. I was a little youth when it was when it was in its infancy stages coming through and everything. But it was very influ- influential from the from 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 the uh, the break dancing, the graffiti that you start seeing around um, the tagging and all that stuff, um, the, the the fashion, the the, the DJing. You know, you had record players trying to scratch all that. And um, the MCs, man, you know what I mean? Like, it was such a great time when hip hop first started out with all the party shit. Like, you know what I mean? It was it, it was a lot of great things. It was just feel good music, you know what I mean? Feel good music, good times, messages in the music, all that shit, man. So, thank God, hip hop made it fifty years because people didn't think it was gonna last. It was gonna die out. Um, so watching the Mass Appeal Hip Hop is 50 concert at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, 
the 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 like when you look at it today, it was eight hours. You know, you know what I'm saying? When I watched, it was daylight outside. They had the legends up. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, these cats is like sixty some, yo. You know what I'm saying? Seventy some. So you gotta give it up. They still around, and um, it was good to see them out there. You know, um, and I was cooking and doing stuff back and forth so i missed a couple performances but thank god it was on youtube and i'm gonna be able to go back but yo let me tell you something me and my og because i went by ogs last night to finish watching it that new york jacket that they got because the 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 concert was part of a fundraiser for the hip-hop museum um and i know people like man all the rappers can go ahead and man everybody got that money now if you say jay-z kanye diddy eminem dr dre and Snoop and all them type of cats like that, Cube, they put up the money to do the thing. We don't want no issues, right? We don't want nobody to put up money thinking they should have a whole wing and shit. So, no, we need to do it the right way. You know what I'm saying? But, man, listen, it's a New York, it's a satin New York Yankee bomber jacket, and it got hit 550 on the man. That shit is so cold. Now, that's cold. It's like 250. That was the highest merch on the site. Man, that shit is cold. I know. I told OG, I said, we're going to go back today, and that shit going to be sold out. You know what I'm saying? Niggas there, they bought that shit, but it's going to be sold out. So we got to see that. Where the thing that I'm looking for? Excuse me, y'all. I'm looking for some shit. Yo, man. So what I will say is that I'm tired because I'm a purist. I am so tired of rappers having TV tracks, voice tracks. If you ain't just got your chorus and ad-libs, I ain't having that. I, 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 I just think I, I, I just think it's tacky to a certain degree. Unless you're doing plenty dance moves like Janet Jackson or some shit. You know what I mean? Like where you gotta lip sync some of the shit. I don't understand how rappers can't rap their songs. And they got to have the track in the back. And depending on how loud that track is over your mic, it don't it doesn't sound good, first of all. But um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm just having a hard time with. I'm having a hard time with that shit because it just it just doesn't. It doesn't. Um, I, I, I just don't. I don't like it. y'all. Can I not? Can, can I not just like it? It doesn't sound good, though. It doesn't sound good at all. Um, and that's some bullshit to do it on the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, too. I don't, I, I'm a purist, you know what I'm saying? I have a couple things. I don't understand why didn't Little Kim do the Quiet Storm shit with Havoc and his set for Mob Deep when you know Prodigy is past and gone. It would have been more... It would have hit harder on their set because that's their song so why would you do it on your on your set little Kim I don't could it have been ego let me know what y'all think in the comments it could have been ego I would hope not why didn't Cardi B come and tear it down she's from the Bronx I understand scheduling conflicts and all that I'm I didn't know Cardi was touring or anything like that possibly but from the Bronx and all that because it is what it is I saw Common, I saw Lupe Fiasco, I saw um, 
I saw them leading up into, you know what I mean, the top of the bill, right? Because the top of the bill was Snoop, Wayne, Q, Fat Joe. You know what I mean? Then you had Nas, and then you had Run DMC to close the bitch down. So Camad, he had to get off. Nigga, you get 10 minutes, nigga. You you ain't you ain't on the top of the bill, killer Cam. You you gotta chill. You mad and shit. Like Cam, just chill out. It ain't even about you like that, cuz you straight, man. So Ghostface Killer was after him. So chill out, nigga. <laughs> you know. You try to take some time away from Ghostface. I don't think y'all y'all know how these woo cats get down, man. That ain't that ain't that ain't that. So get off the stage. Yeah. Now, Ghostface came and made his shit about Wu and not him. So he could have did his songs and did all that shit. Nope. He brought out Spectre Deck. He brought out Math with him. And I love that he brought them out because it wasn't about Ghostface. It's about the Wu. So talking to OG last night, too, we was talking about how this shit really could have been a traveling show, but it would have been a whole lot to put on. You got to travel expense, how expensive it could have been. But you could have did one in West Coast, of course, in Cali. You do one down south where Atlanta, Atlanta, Memphis, Houston, New Orleans, and Miami, y'all gonna have to figure out where would where where should it be? You know what I mean? Where should it be? And of course, people would say, well, it needed to probably be in Atlanta, but then, you know what I mean, for all the stuff that's going on, but you might say we gotta do it in Miami because of Uncle Luke and what he did for hip hop first. You know what I mean? That would be a nice uh tribute to uncle luke but then you got new orleans you got memphis you got texas so you know and then you got chicago and they should have did it probably in four spots in the country that would have been dope but you know my man fat joe comes out with the black leather nba team jacket and they was man it was blacked out that was no that was dope as fuck no shirt on classic the shanti thick five ass did y'all did y'all see ashanti and I'm telling you, women that's in my age frame, I'm 46. Women in their 40s that take care of themselves, they got the young girls beat because young girls be having fake shit or sloppy, and you too young to be that sloppy. Like you, if you 40 something years old and you got a little belly, hey, ain't that's that that come with the game. Your cottage cheese, whatever it is, hey, fine, still in the mud though. Not like the sloppy young girls who just gonna get the fat transfer. <laughs> if that's what you gotta do to make yourself a better person, but just eat better. Um, and work out and do some intermittent fasting and stop drinking so much. But Ashanti. <laughs> mm-hmm. KRS one came out on Fat Joe set and killed that shit. Yo, kill that shit. Kill that noise. You know what I'm saying? Uh that made my night. It was only right that Fat Joe brought him out. Weezy is a monster, right? He came out killing shit. He could still... I, I, I thought he could have possibly got Drake to come. But he, I think he could go and... See, this is where you get tricky. We think this shit... I think, I think Weezy F can go, and go on a stadium tour right now and sell out like Drake did. Like Drake just did. But I don't know. We, I think he could. I think he could. Um, Cube came through. Right with Dub C. 
with Cuba had the dub, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> on the back of his shirt. Now, I was kind of interested in Dub City and Crip Walk, but it wasn't that type of concert for him to Crip Walk. R.I.P. Pac and Big. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Uh, Snoop had his flag in his pocket. The left side, yeah, that's the Crip side. <laughs> and he threw that shit up. He, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then he had the blue bandana pegs. He shit on it. said Snoop and then had dog down the leg. That shit was straight. Hey, and Cameron Velour was nice. I said, I told him, oh, geez, that's, that's a nice Velour print. I mean, not print, fabric. Wherever he talking about, that shit from Canal Street. I'm like, man, that shit, that shit, look, that shit look nice. Nice. Um, but Snoop on the script shit. And Snoop brought out EPMD, which is dope as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Snoop had, like I said, he had the realest outfit of the night. Snoop was supposed to bring out Short Dog, and he did. Right? He brought out Too Short. He brought out Flo Millie. He brought out Scarlett. He brought out Wiz Khalifa and Dougie on the beatbox. And then Dougie came out with Slick Rick. Come on, man. Snoop. Snoop, D-O-Double. Nas, of course, enough said. He brought out Cool G Rap. He the only cat I know that could bring out L Boogie. But Nas can't forget if I rule the world lyrics. He can't forget, he can't forget I rule the world lyrics. And he did. I forgive him. I forgive him because he did some songs, like maybe three songs, but he did 316s. So I'll forgive him for that. And L Boogie sounds good still. She can sing. Nas nah, the only nigga though that can do it. Run DMC is tricky. MC is right around the right around. That's why on time is tricky. I had the Run DMC Raising Hell tape. I had the purple with the green letters. My mama bought it from me from, from uh, Music Land at Capitol Court. If you're in the mill, you know what it is. I had the Polo Cologne. All that shit from hip hop. I still got that bottle, that green bottle, Polo Cologne from the 80s. I still got it. So if if, if we got to get in the, the, the best group shit, and I was listening to a pod with Torre, Bamani Jones, and Michael Smith, right? Yeah, Run DMC has to be the best two-man group of all time because of where they came from, what they had to do, and, 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 and all the shit that happened, and all the shit they birthed. They have to be. They took hip hop to the next level. We'll walk this way and all the other things they were doing. The branding with my Adidas and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? They even had Rev Run cussing on the stage. <laughs> he was cussing. You know what I'm saying? But my thing that was mad, I was mad. Aerosmith was supposed to be there for that one for the hip hop 50, but I get it. They old as fuck too, so you can't, I mean. But yeah, shout out, shout out for the that whole thing was nice. You know what I mean? But so I had to start the pod with the hip hop shit. Usually I get into the NBA shit, but I had to. I had to start out, start out the pod with that, man. Let me know in the comments what was your favorite moment of the night, man. All right. NBA. Josh Hart signs an extension with the Knicks four years for 81 million. So he's gonna be there for a minute. Now they gotta figure out what they're gonna do with Julius Randle after this year or whatever. If they can package him to get some other shit to make him even more legit, or Julius changes his game. Um, we find out that Malika Andrews will take over for Mike Greenberg as the NBA Finals host. She is plugged. Ah, she is fucking connected at ESPN. They got to be hearing some of the shit that everybody's saying, though. But, man, I don't know. Maybe if the, when the black, because it's only black man, because that's a black man she be hating on. 
maybe when the black man complaining, they ain't gonna get no traction over there. But I think that's bullshit. So per per uh, you know what I mean? Cause she she don't do too much, man. She, I don't. She don't need no, none of this extra shit to go to her head. Shit, I find somebody else, G. But I can't be mad. It's a sister getting denied. But man, it. Per SI.com. The network reached a mutual agreement for Greenberg to leave the show due to his crowded schedule that includes weekday duties on Get Up on TV and Greeny on ESPN Radio. So, yeah, y'all got me going to these damn games and shit. Like, doing all that shit, man. It's too much for me. I hope Malika get her mind right, man. I hope she hear this shit and realize she has to change and she has to do better because she always talking about another motherfucker got to do better. Malika, you done been offending people. You do better. No. Let me know. Moving on, Richard Sherman will join Skip Bayless on Undisputed for reported 50 to 100 shows per year. 50 to 100 shows, so either 50 or 50 to 100. Minimum 50, max 100. Okay, they're going the first take route. Now, this, this is what we know what it is. Lil Wayne will join on Fridays during the year as well. So they're going to fill in the blanks. Richard Sherman does Amazon Prime videos Thursdays night football studio show. So that's why it's 50 to 100 because he's only going to be on during football ball season so his availability is going to be a little here and there hence little wayne on fridays due to sherman's travel fox sports also has added rachel nichols on wednesday as another panelist for undisputed so now we got richard sherman we got little wayne we got motherfucking rachel nichols man here we are we go here we go we building this shit up man uh-oh, ESPN is in trouble. Trust that. They in trouble. Fox Sports have an interest in Keyshawn Johnson, former the ESPN. Oh, shit. Here we go. Here we go. And Michael Irvin. Oh, shit. Here we go. Still suspended from the NFL Network as well. But, you know, Michael Irvin fucked with ESPN. So, I don't know how he, can, he can't be on both networks. But, is it a problem over at ESPN with Michael Irvin? All, I'm got, all I got to say is, Skip Bayless, Richard Sherman, Lil Wayne, Rachel Nichols, and Keyshawn Johnson, just them five in rotation. First of all, that shit is rivaling first take. That shit rivaling first take. It's a great lineup. Marcellus Wiley said, it's a great remix from Shannon Sharp. And if Shannon Sharp go over there and give Stephen A a day or two, that's a straight, man, look, make it make sense. Now, Rich and Skip have a history from first take where Rich got that Skip for constantly getting on athletes, but that's Skip's job. Just the way Skip do it sometimes, he get it taking shit way too far. Wayne loves Skip and made a new song for Undisputed. They have a video and all that shit. I seen that shit on Twitter. Keyshawn can talk all sports and would be a great addition if he signs. He, he's, he's, he's good like uh, Shannon. Knows other sports. Plus, he lives in L.A. That's seamless. Michael Irvin loves the Cowboys and will be a match made in heaven because he's more realistic than Skip is when it comes to certain Cowboy, certain Cowboy topics. And he can talk other sports as well. However, Rachel motherfucking Nichols will be the ace of space to be like, hmm. Now she got to see what people forget about Rachel. Rachel was doing the football shit for ESPN too. So she can talk that football shit, yo. That's the ace of spades for, for motherfucking Undisputed. Like, okay, then, vow. 
Vlaka, Vlaka, we playing speed right now, right? Vlaka, 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 you know what I mean? Shit. This, that shit, Rachel niggas, that shit gonna take FS1 and Undisputed to the top. Skit has, Skip's Bayless has, has, has to not come in hot like he's a show star, like Stephen A did, because they're the number two show, right? But he has to work with the new cast to ride out these last few years doing things his way before he retired. Because if done right, they can come at first take and Stephen A. And it's going to be, ooh, which one going to be better, right? FS1 is the leader in cable subscribers right now with 71.38 million, million subscriptions to ESPN, who is at 71.32 million subscriptions. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, and ESPN is on its way now to go direct to consumer, where you can just get the ESPN app now and just watch all that shit. You don't even need cable. They're just trying to figure out price and how to do that shit. Come on now. All the great talent lost at ESPN can go to a ready-made network looking to surpass ESPN. That's the craziest shit, though. So this is getting really interesting. Self-inflicted shots to themselves to save money at ESPN, but you don't fuck with the main money makers. You trim the fat around the main money makers. So if you had to get rid of 20 motherfuckers, y'all got rid of 20 people anyway. Y'all letting more go. But if y'all got to get rid of 35 to keep that 20, get rid of 35. This is going to get very, very interesting. I'm still waiting to see where Jalen going. I've listened to Bomani. He's talking about he's straight. This podcast is going to be what he do. He said, y'all know, y'all realize I ain't been on TV in two years, right? All I do is the podcast in ESPN. So I'm straight. I've been stacking my bread. You know what I mean? But all this shit is going to be must-watch TV, right? Listen to the pods and shit. Hey, and at the end of the day, motherfuckers going to say FS1 is, is, is copying shit. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. Fuck it. It worked for y'all over there. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right, y'all. Let me get up out of here in a second. I want to talk about Hijack. Idris Elba show, Apple TV show. It was a very good show. Thank you, JBP. They always be uh, recommending shows. I think that's how they be getting paid, too, because networks pay them to talk about the show. I liked everything until the last, like, 20 minutes of the final episode. Like, the government, they had to give, did, did, did they have to give Amanda immunity if she could land a plane due to murdering a pilot, though? Like, I don't, did, I don't, did they have to? And where was her daughter Elodine at? Like, I thought, I thought, I thought my man said, yo, Sam said they gonna kill her regardless if we crash or not, because no witnesses, so... You know what I mean, it, she, it, did, did, you know, it was open-ended, like, did they kill Eladon? Did they get to where Eladon is? Did they find Eladon? And how do, how do we know she was telling the truth? Amanda, about her daughter. When and how did she get her gun in her purse on the plane? How did, how did that happen? Because we've seen the man who brought the guns in, but how did she get her purse? I don't remember watching her go get a gun and she had bullets in her shit. How did she get that? The standoff at the, the standoff at the end. How did the perp get out of his handcuffs? The main guy that was leading the shit on the airplane. How did he get out? So, and whoever it was, we got an idea that this is all about money. If we have kingdom airline, have a tragic incident the stock goes down we buy the stock when it go down we're gonna make the money back if we sell the shit before it go down all that shit stock market game insider trading shit that's basically what the show is about 
so they killed the lady and her family at the at at the um the scan to get to the gate, right? Because she was part of the, was she part of the scheme or she could recognize faces. She had to be part of this. She, she had to be part of the scheme to allow him to come through her to get the guns through the scan. And her homeboy that was at the ATC in Dubai or whatever the hell they was flying out of that came and checked on her and the family, he ended up getting killed. Like why, why did he get killed? We showing that and they set the table, but he got killed because he went to check on his home girl who got herself some bullets. I mean, they were just clearing out witnesses left and right. The organization, the criminal organization. I'm assuming, right? So Sam's a great negotiator in mind player. I love the scene when, 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 when the detective told the perps to leave the apartment due to the evacuation, he was going to get Sam's son over the hijacked plane and, and they came, police came and took their asses down. You know what I'm saying? My man that got out of jail was going to die regardless, according to his, his other guy. Cause my other man told this guy to move the plan up while homeboy was greedy as fuck over the stock falling on the airplane airline and never saw it coming. Like, man, we could got to get to this helicopter. Cause they said they might be, you know, when they let the prisoners out of jail and shit, like, yo, they might go to Africa. Cause they ain't got no, they ain't got no extradition with us. Like, so overall, I loved it. It was it was a nice, 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 nice series. Seven seven episode series, one single season right now. Um, even though they said it was the season finale, so I believe it's a single season. I don't know how I said that about your honors. Well, I don't know how you can make a second season out of this, but um, I just don't see how and where it will go. But hey, it happens. And the mum, the mum, air traffic controller did her job. And then her son was sick at school and went and got her sick son. That shit was like right back to it. There's just one playing on your thing. So it's a dope. It was a dope, uh, dope, dope series. Hijack, Apple TV. Please watch it. Um, and no, I'm not getting paid to, 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 to promote this. All right, y'all. Let me know in the comments. Everybody have a great weekend. I will have a Life Accused as a Teacher Coach on Tuesday because I have one right now, but I'm going to let it marinate. School start on Monday. So them two days, we can talk about it and the lead up to them two days. But, yeah, shit ain't right. <laughs> but it is what it is, man. Let me know, baby. Get your confidence together. Get your clutch together. Listen to and follow the network on various platforms. Search Confidence in the Clutch, confidenceintheclutch.podbean.com. Wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe on YouTube. Click the bell notification for new content when I drop. Follow, share, rate, and review is important. Follow us on X and Instagram at K&K. Visit us on Facebook at Confidence in the Clutch. Twice weekly, Donald Nelson, D-Nail, Dizzle, DZ, Dizos, Dizos, Don P, Don D, Don Rilla, your host of the Conference in the Clutch podcast with Donald Nelson. The Conference in the Clutch podcast about sports, entertainment, music, culture, religion, politics, and society. Have a safe and healthy night, y'all. If y'all listen during the daytime, create a great day on purpose, y'all. I'm recording at the nighttime, though. Energy up, baby. Y'all be safe out there. Peace.